I don't want you to think that I was not prepared to preach this morning, but sitting right there by my wonderful, beautiful wife, the Lord said, no, you, you need to preach this message. But when I told Brother Gary, he said, that's what the Lord said to him as well. So I'm just going to do a quick recap, and I'll, and I'll be as brief as I can. But just listen, there's no better place to be than here today. You may think you have somewhere else that you like to be, but listen, this is God's house. This is God's man. That's God's man. And like I said is, uh, you know, if the game went into overtime and it was your team, you'd be, but Jesus is our team. Amen. As we have said all week, and this is our 40th anniversary, as we come down toward the end I've always tried to do nothing but encourage you, just like the Sunday school lesson said this morning, to keep going forward, to keep realizing, listen, 40 years are gone. We can't go back. You, you know, you can't go back and change that, which kind of goes into my message a little bit this morning. When we talked about the first message, we've circled this mountain long enough. You know, the thing is, is that there are many problems that we have that we deal with, and everyone has their own mountain, but God doesn't want us to stay on that. He wants us to stop circling and go forward. And like I said to everybody, everyone here is very important. Uh, the, the next message, we talked about the purpose of our trials. You know, sometimes we like to blame God when it really is there. God never wastes anything. Our pain, our suffering, it's all for our good. Never said it felt good. I've told you that. But God has a divine nature for our trials. That means your trials are uniquely yours. We talked about that. I won't go into all the details there. And then we talked about on the 15th, a new beginning. We talked about how important it's going to be. You know, don't, don't go into the, the new beginning the same old way you used to be. You know, you've got, God wants to change some things. It's not that God has changed. It's just that we need to change. You know, the, pack, the fact is, is that God wants us again. Stop circling that mountain. Go ahead and let him move you forward. Got one amen anyway. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And then last night we talked about, Lord, whatever you're going to do, don't do it without me. Amen. And we talked about the importance of climbing a tree like Zacchaeus. He wasn't going to let any obstacle get in the way. Listen, there are going to be new obstacles, some you've never seen before. Because, oh, the devil is always up to his tricks. We'll talk a little bit about that tonight. But as I said tonight, and I want you to turn to a very familiar scripture in Philippians chapter 3. <clears throat> and I want you to look at verse 13 and 14 tonight, today. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. He's talking to the saved. I don't know everything, you see. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. You see, the thing is, is this, is that whether or not things have always gone so well here, and we're not going to go back and bring up individuals, but you cannot go forward until you get some things corrected in the back, you know what I'm saying, behind us. And, you know, the thing is, is this, is that Pastor didn't get it right every time. You've heard me say that. But you know what? Over the years, people have come and go, and I understand someone else is getting ready to go. But whether or not we need to keep pressing toward the mark, you're not there yet. But if there's one thing, that will continue to hound you. 
It is your past. It is your past. Today, as we are nearing the end, just like Paul said, we need to forget the past. Everybody in here has a past. Correct? You cannot. It's okay. The thing that I like about the Bible, it doesn't just tell us something to do. It tells us how to do it as well. If you just read like the next verse, we get hung up on one verse. What did he say? I pressed toward the mark. Yes, people are going to say some things about you. You're going to say some things about them too. And they're not always so great. But this thing is important. You know, he says, we can leave our past behind in that place where it belongs, and that is the past. Again, he says, I press toward the mark for the prize. You know, Paul knew he had made some mistakes. Now, I know I'm not the only one in this room that has made a mistake. That was a mistake. I thought I had made one, somebody said, but it was a mistake. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. He had made some big mistakes. But aren't you glad that God said, as far, you know, I, I might get this wrong, but as far as the east, I think it's that way, it's from the west. He will remember our transgressions no more. That means we knew better, but you did it anyway. Because your friends maybe were doing it. Folks, we need to know that. And listen, you're not done making mistakes. I, I wish I was. But that happens when we go on up to heaven. When we all get to heaven. Amen? So, again... We say that if we hope to continue on, which is all I've been trying to do, is we got to cut some of those strings from the past. Some people left this church correctly. Unfortunately, some didn't. And you know, I, I'm a pastor myself, and, and I... I tell you, you feel each and it doesn't matter how big your congregation is. When someone leaves, what, regardless, you feel that. They take a piece of you with them. Right. Only a pastor knows that. And the first thing you want to do, Lord, what did I do wrong? I often say, and the preachers know, the hardest time for a preacher is right after the message. As I'm looking you in the eye and you're going out the door, Lord, did I say what you want me to say? Did I, did I, did I give it the right way, Lord? Because that's what we want to do. It's difficult. But you know what? Of all the harsh things, that was said about this family and this great man of God, he kept his eye on the prize. Amen. And that's what we've got to do. Again, if we hope to have a productive and future, and we all said we do, we've got to continue to march toward that prize. But one thing is essential that Again, like they say, we must make sure somebody said, you've got to put a period at the end of the sentence. You've you got to completely, you've got to deal with it. Amen. And that's one of the hardest things. Who in here doesn't have a regret that hasn't done something and go, I wish I hadn't have done that? Oh, even worse, I wish I had have done that. But no matter what, you can't go back and change one thing. You know, the words I've said, even in this short little 15 minutes, I hope it ain't been that long, but anyway. I can't change that. I can be sorry for what I said, but we can't change a thing in the past. Right. 
we must continue to go forward. Everybody says, yes, let's do that. So, again, until that past is dealt with, guess what we're going to do? Continue to circle that mountain. Oh, yes. God wants to, I mean, you know, like I said, it's folk, let the past go. I mean, sometimes you ever try to go, no, I'm only talking about myself. You ever try to go back and have a conversation with yourself? Now, you can't go back and, well, you know, I wish I'd have said that. Well, you know, such and such did this, and I'm still hurt over it. Oh, Lord. Again, why? Because many of you know, and again, I want you to know how we're going to do something. I'm going to preach about it here in a minute. So how we can properly deal with our past. Guess what we must do? Take full responsibility. Do you hear me? For your own mistakes. Don't, 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 don't do like Adam. That woman you gave me, Lord. No, Adam, she didn't make you eat it. You know, and ever since we've been blaming our women, right? Lord, that woman, no, that woman didn't have that. Or, you know, isn't it funny in, in the household, you know, something breaks. It broke. No, you broke it. You ever notice how it gets a life? It just broke. It just up and broke. Oh, yeah, sure. I see. I see how that goes. Man, I hope we don't have too many other it's that get up and break. We just have to deal with it. It's our nature to blame someone else. We live in a, a generation that seems to feel like everybody owes them and it's everybody's fault except for their own. Again, here's the interesting thing, though. Like I said already, there is nothing you can do or have done to cause God not to love you. Now, I may not like you. You may not like me, but God died for me. Amen. He loves me. I can't understand grace. I mean, it's like, okay, you do it one more time. I ain't going to ever speak to you again. You're speaking to me as you say that. You know, you ever miss it. I'm not going to say another word. You're saying words right now. I want you to get that. <laughs> but God never says that. He says, come on home. I love you. There's room. Yes. Amen. <laughs> God has prepared a place for me. Like I said, if you're guiltless today, you go ahead and start throwing. You know, I looked around last night and made sure they didn't have no tomatoes, you know, to throw up here at me or anything, you know, so I could do a President Bush. Remember that a few years ago when that man was throwing that shoe at him and he was going like that, you know. <laughs> Take the full responsibility. But again, it's so important to know that God loves me. No, don't go out and say, well, you know, Pastor Holder said we can go out and make all the mistakes we want because God loves me. That's not what I'm saying. That's not being led by God. That's just operating in the flesh. So, and again, I've said this. Romans chapter 5, verse 20 says, but we're sin abound. Come on, help me. Grace did much about. You can't out God's grace. Don't try it. I'm glad about that because I need his grace and so do you. You say, again, Paul knew that in order for us to move forward in our faith, it would require grace to help us forget the past. You say, but why this subject today? Why, why is this subject necessary? You let me tell you why. There aren't many days get this thing from sliding that you don't think about your past speak to me this morning come on 
are you all sleepy? I know you, you know, like I say, there's not many days it's going to come. You've made a mistake and you can't get over it. And it just paralyzes you. You know, I really want to do something. But I remember way back there, I took a cookie in the first grade. I would have taken two myself. I mean, I'm just telling you like it is. I mean, you know, I, you know <laughs> I'm just saying to you, we don't need paralyzed congregation. Listen, it's time for us to be conquerors versus being casualties. Because that past is going to make you a casualty. Oh, you know, I, I would do something here at Cal But, you know, you just don't know my past. But my Lord and Savior does, and he forgives that. Amen. All right, come on. I'm glad about that. Ain't many days we're not revisited. And we spend a lot of time handicapped by our past. And you know what? Satan loves that. You make his job easy. He ain't, got to, he ain't got to do nothing. Well, I ain't got to worry about that one. I already got him all stirred up on the past. I can go to somebody else. It's time to stop that. Amen. You see, you know, you know what it's time to do? Satan's Worrying you about your past. You know, he can't worry you about your future because he don't know it. I made it around here that time. Ago. I've been tripping on, I mean, this used to be really square. I've rounded it off a little bit. Oh, there goes my, my ear thing. And I got them little tight ears, and it's hard to get it up there. But you know what? Satan likes to bother you. You know what it's time to do? Put on the brakes. Get out. Go to the other side of the curb and say, get out, Satan. This is as far as you're going to go. Amen. Not today, Satan. You start talking about my past, you know, you can tell him just like Jesus, get thee behind me. In the name of Jesus, get thee behind me. Because Satan, I know where you're going, to the lake of fire. Have a good time. Bring some marshmallows with you, perhaps. They won't last very long. <laughs> but as I mentioned, the first thing I want you to know, other than taking responsibility, is this. Listen, our past does not have to determine what our future will be. Amen. You might have didn't start out all right. But you know what they always say? It's not how you start out. It's how you end up. Everybody knows that, right? But the things you have done in the past, to hear the New Jersey in over there, you know, and, and think about before you got saved. But don't think long. Just thank God he saved you. I mean it. Your past does not have to determine your future. Amen. Did you ever read about the, what Moses did? And no, Lord knows David. And God still used them. That's why it's so important to know the Bible says God has no respect to person. I mean, these guys kill people. Kill somebody to have their wife. And yet, God said, here's a man after my own heart. Now, that's not for you to go out and emulate this. Don't try this at home. But I am sitting here saying to you, don't let, you know, just because you, listen. I used to say this to a lot of young people. You know what? The things you have done or the people you have known in five years, you may not know them. Because they're going to move on and you're going to move on and all, especially when they're getting ready to get out of high school. And like I said, as we go into, we, we're in the 41st year. Amen. We don't even have to say as we go. We're there. You know, the, you know, the opportunity to get bogged down is, uh, by our past. It, if anybody could have done that, it would have been Paul. He himself 
I mean, think about this. Called himself the chief of sinners. So you don't even have to worry about being assistant chief. He's the chief of sinners. He persecuted the church. You know, he held the garments. He was the doorman as they stoned Stephen. But there's something else about Paul. He wrote a lot of the New Testament. Now, am I saying, oh, well, so what? I did this. <laughs> no, I'm not sitting here saying that it won't bother you. But, you know, we spend a lot of time, Lord, forgive me for what I did. And God is saying, what? I've already forgiven you. Lord, I know I did this. Accept forgiveness. I'm glad about that. Don't you think you so bad? You ain't, somebody said, you ain't all that in a bag of chips, okay? We all can do wrong. And we're good at it. Paul said in Philippians 3, in verse 4, he said, though I might also have Confidence in the flesh. If any other man thinketh that he have whereof he might trust in the flesh, I more. He said, you know, I can brag on a lot of things, you know, because I did a lot of things. But he realized, hey, in my flesh, there's no good thing that cometh. In our flesh, it's the same way. So what can we learn? Okay, when you start. Thinking, well, you know, I've had some people say this to me. It's just silly. Well, I know you're going to heaven. You adopted all them children. I said, what verse in, in uh, a chapter is that in the Bible? You know, we can be, a, listen, accomplishments are great. And, you know, the Bible tells us to consider the end. Don't be silent. Well, you know, pastor didn't say I need to do too much because, you know, I'll get prideful. That's the problem. Paul said, you know what, if I start gloating over what I've done, where I've been, too much. Now, that doesn't mean you can't, hey, give a testimony. And I certainly enjoyed what has been said. But I'm just sitting here saying, well, look at me. Yeah. Now, you might not want to look long. But anyway, that's another day's story. We don't need to be prideful. When we start thinking too much of ourselves, it, it's a mistake. And, and guess what? You know what we try to do? We try to live in the past. Well, I used to could do this. <laughs> you know, a guy by the name of Samson go out and shake himself, you know. But the Spirit of God had left him. And he picked up, and they, they overcome him. Well, you know, if you think you can hit and miss and come to church every now and then, let me tell you something. You're living in the past. And God's not going to bless you. Isn't he important enough for us to be? I mean, guess what, folks? You are here to praise him. You're not here to listen to me as much as I'm just, all I'm doing is repeating the word of God. But you are here. He's worthy of our praise, and we can praise him enough. You know what I always say? Didn't he wake you up this morning? Didn't he start you on your way? Didn't he let you? Do you like you heard me say it many times? The most dangerous thing you'll do every day, three and four times a day, is to eat something. One flap closes, the other one opens, and it goes right on down. You don't realize you can have a stroke, and they have to teach you how to swallow, how to walk again. God is good all the time. All the time. You know, and we all hung up on ourselves. The Bible says, without me, you're nothing. I'm not calling anybody out and saying, you know, you ain't nothing. So, we can become prideful. So, you know, we've seen some mighty blessings here. And we certainly have. And I'm glad they're not done. But don't ever let you, you know, we can say, <laughs> you ever seen people like this, you know, especially, I don't pick on the kids. My dad's bigger than your dad. You know, they're getting up, they're leaving. I better hurry up. <clears throat> huh? Oh, I'm just missing. But anyway, whew, I got enough, I'll try to get, I really will try to be done here. But, you know, listen, you can sit and go, well, you know, I go to Liberty Baptist Church. Okay, that's great. But what are you doing down there? 
You know, you know, you've heard me say this three or four times a week. You know, 40 years, but have you witnessed to 40 people? That's paltry. One a year. But I go to Liberty, you know. We got a good preacher. Amen. Lift him up in prayer. You know, and, I, and Pastor Williams has been dynamic. Oh, amen. amen. But don't get to bragging too much. The only thing I can brag on is that Jesus loves me and that he's coming back for me one day. Amen. I'll brag on that all day. You brag on Jesus. Amen. amen. Let me step it up. Remember, your past does not have to Again, influence your future. So what about our past mistakes? Remember we talked about that. No one except Jesus has ever lived on this earth. Other, well, for a short time, Adam and Eve. But those are the only three that have ever lived on this earth without making a mistake. I say this. I've never seen a human who hasn't made a mistake. Do you hear me? You may think you're, oh, I would never do that. There you go. I, I, I. But listen, you're never going to, that doesn't mean, you know, I'm not wanting to make the mistakes. But I just want you to know, there never is a human that's going to live except for those I just mentioned who've never. But no one else. Again, in this room. We've all made them. Guess what? You're surrounded by people who made mistakes and still make them. Do you hear me? You're surrounded by a bunch of people who made mistakes. So, again, but I'm glad that nothing I have done or ever will do, as it says in Romans 8, 38 and 39 will separate me from his love. I mean, that's the healing that we have to have. Or the things that hurt have happened to me. Nothing is going to separate me from his love. I can't fathom that. I really can't. Romans 8, 38, for I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angel, nor principality, nor powers, nor things to come. No height, no depth, no any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God. Someone here needs to know that. Don't let Satan, you know what? Oh, you said you were a Christian. (laughs) This is what you tell him. You can't say that, Satan. You can't say you're a Christian. Because he wants to cripple you. You can't say that, Satan. But listen, again, God loves me. Nothing. And I do mean nothing. And I believe there are people here that need to know that. And he's going to tell you, nobody loves you. Lie, lie, lie. Remember what I told you the other night? Doth he not count all my steps? Doesn't he know my way? I mean, every step you've ever made, he's got that down. Every tear you have ever cried, even when you go like this, and, you know, I ain't going to show you. But everyone, he has every tear in a bottle. Don't tell me that's somebody that don't care about me. You're talking about attention to details. I hate to say this, but... Because some people are a little lacking in this area. He knows all the hairs on my head. Please don't throw nothing at the pastor. Man, he's got a lot of counting to do on some of these heads in here like that. I don't want to make brother over here feel uncomfortable. But hey, hey, I always say if you got it, flaunt it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so pastor, if the past doesn't have to determine our future, and, and why do I feel so bogged down? There's a simple answer. You can have the best position. And, you know, we all say we got the best position with Jesus. You can have the best medicine. But if you're not willing to take it, 
it's not going to help you. If you're, not, if you're too proud to ask God to forgive you, it's not going to help you. He's not going to say, oh, I know he didn't mean to do that. <laughs> Pastor, hold on. I'm just going to go ahead and, and, and write you some slack on this. No, we need to confess our sins. We need to come to grips and realize, Lord, I have blown it right here. Please forgive me. And he's not going to say, well, you know, I might think about it. And you're not going to get operators standing by. Your call is very important to us. You're not going to get that. No. He said that we'll confess our sin. He's faithful and just to forgive us our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's good stuff. Again, it's absolutely worthless if you're not willing to take the medicine. Listen, in Hebrews, you know the verse. Eight, chapter, chapter 8, verse 12 says this, for I will be merciful. You need, this, you need to hear this. I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities. Will I remember no more? Amen. You don't get excited about that? Oh, yeah, man. We got some saints in here who never sinned, I guess. I don't know. It also says in Isaiah 55, 7, let the wicked. See, we don't like to be referred to as wicked. But when you do things against God's will, that's where you fall in that category. Forsake his way and the unrighteous man, his thought. Boy, we can think of some stuff, can't we? And let him return. Don't you see that again? Unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him. And to our God, he will abundantly pardon. Amen. You know, maybe this is a sore subject, I, but I heard the other day they finally executed Charles Russell Ryan. His mother, now some of you know I have an old Camaro. She was a seamstress that did the seats in that car. Listen, as bad as that was, a young man pleading for his life, and he showed no mercy, but don't you know this is the God we have if he says, Lord, forgive me, and really mean it. Amen. Don't you know God is going to forgive him? I can't. I'm glad I don't have to. You know, I said this the other day. Can you imagine hanging up there on the cross, and they're poking things in your side and, and beating you, and, you know, and he says, Lord, Forgive them. I would have said, Lord, just let me get every one of them. I'm going to get them if it's the last thing I do. But our Lord and Savior loves us so much that if we'll come, he will meet us there. Amen. He said, I will in no wise cast you out. Amen. Folk, that's good stuff. I'm going easy on the old foot today. You know, I've got to preach again tonight. But I'm sitting here saying to you, I had to look at my watch too. Is this, is that, Listen. He will abundantly pardon. Maybe, maybe you're here and, and you've turned your back on the Lord and he's waiting on you to return. So you see the need to ask for and receive forgiveness. He's waiting. You know, some of us are parents in here. and You know, somebody, some of your children are out working or whatever. Or, you know, we... And you're waiting for them to return from home or from work or whatever. God is waiting right now. Aren't you glad? You know, I've said this many times. The Lord Jesus does not know when he's coming back. That's scriptural. But I can tell you this much. If there's one person waiting to get saved, I don't know what his horse is called. I don't believe it's I.O. Silver. But he's going to wait because he's not willing that any should perish. He will abundantly pardon me. You see, maybe you started out on fire for Jesus, but then you look back or, or maybe someone did something to lure you back. And as a result, you made even more bad choices. 
But the good news is there's forgiveness. Now listen, don't misunderstand this. Don't miss this, my pastor would say. There are still consequences for our actions. Do you hear me? Remember the thief on the cross? And that's why I tell people all the time, listen, you, it's, the Romans Road is not the only way to get saved in the Bible. Now, you be like, what's wrong with you, Pastor? You ever read the account of the thief on the cross, the one that said, you know what? We deserve what we're getting. Lord, when you come into your kingdom, remember me. That's all he said. And you know what our Lord and Savior said? This day, not tomorrow, this day, you're going to be with me in paradise. Come on, don't tell me you can't get saved. Oh, that's going to hurt. But that's all right. You see, yes, we, you know, let me tell you something. Let me, can, I, can I share something else with you guys? There's not a one of us in here that at some point hasn't backslid. What? You're saying that, Pastor? You know, I always kind of, that's kind of hard. You know, you get on your back and you're going like that because we don't want to go forward. We don't want to go forward in faith. Like I said all week, the thing is, is that God never meant for them to be in the wilderness. God never meant for them to spy out the land. It was said again in Sunday school, go, take it now. No, we better send men. No, we better listen to our friends. And they just as wrong as you are. Now, don't look at me funny because I said there ain't a person in here ain't backslide. Don't tell me you've never, like I said, you never made a mistake. If I'm wrong, please correct me afterwards, please. I'll be glad to hear from you. Again, and as a result, you made those bad decisions. But there's forgiveness if you sincerely ask him. And that's what that thief, like I was saying is, he asked God, Jesus, remember me. But Jesus didn't say, okay, I remember you. Go ahead on now and get down off the cross and go on with your life. No, he died for his sins. Some things we're going to do that's going to cost us. That's just the way it is. But that doesn't mean God's going to punish you if you're sincere. You got to know that. So let's look at a few other things we definitely need to forget. We need to forget past hurts. I mentioned this a little bit. You know, Paul's desire was to have a, such a close relationship with the Lord. And in order to do that, he had to put some things behind him. You know, people talked about Paul. Do you know people will talk about you? Have you, ever, you know what? I always love it. <clears throat> Come into the room, the break room. I think that's where they break us or something. And people are sitting around gossiping. And you know how the best way to stop that? It works every time, I believe. Amen, I wonder what they say about you when you're not around. Because people get along, you know, he ain't this and she ain't that, but he and she ain't there. Listen, if you want to, you know, I'm like this. If I'm going to say something bad about you, I want to say it in your face because I want to see the expression on your face. When I tell you, you know, it's better to do that. And I can appreciate people who will tell me the truth versus lie. Oh, Pastor, you all right. You know, things hurt us. We have to let them go. He, you know, again, there were some things that really bothered him. But you know what? Again, his past. He went out to Christians. We all know all that. But you know, he felt the sting of the church because they were afraid of him. I can't believe I mean, come on, Ananias. I want you to go over there. Now, there's two Ananias. They ain't the one that's Ananias and Sapphira. I guess just straighten that out there. We straighten the wagon. Ananias, I... I want you to go there and, and, and anoint Paul's eye. What? <laughs> you want me to do what? Do you know what that dude has done? He's liable to kill me before I ever reach up to his eyes. I mean, that's how we normally would think. I would think the same thing. You know. Because sometimes we just can't get past those hurts and those memories. Listen, when you're truly repentant, it's not going to set well with a lot of people. Well, I can remember when they done that. And I can remember when they done such and such. Forget it because it ain't going to help now. Pray for them. Because just like you have memories, they do too. Again, their past hurts. 
And we must not let past hurts stop us. And even present hurts. Things that people are saying right now. Even though Paul was accused of many things, and sometimes because he did things differently. You know, Paul's thing was, hey, if eating meat offends my brother, I will eat no meat. But the bottom line is this. However, he wasn't trying to impress people. Listen, I'm not up here to try to impress you. I'm just trying to inform you that we need to forgive our past, forget our past. He knew he had to keep pressing on toward that mark. Listen, I'm not saying that things don't hurt. Please don't misunderstand me because they do. And you know what? You know what David said? He said it like this. He said, you know, we came in the sanctuary together. We took sweet, you know, counsel together. You know, that people that you, you know, prayed with and things like that. And they stab you in the back. And folk, it's to the Christian, to the brethren. You know, there's many. How many times have your friend turned their back on you? But I know a friend that's sticking closer than a brother. Amen. Again, those things are going to hurt. I'm not saying, oh, that didn't hurt me. <laughs> oh, yes, it did hurt. And you acknowledge that. And that's why I like Psalms. You know, you always hear pastor going to say something about Psalms. 62 verse 8. Put, Trust in the Lord, your people, at all times. Pour out your heart before him. That's when you get to say, Lord, this really stinks. I don't like the way they hurt me. I don't like the way that God understands. That's what it's there for. Oh, boy. Probably getting too close to my... Are y'all trying to tell me something now? I'm almost done, believe it or not. I might have to. We'll see what it does. You know, isn't it amazing? You start telling the truth and the enemy can get into even microphones. I'm telling you. I'm just telling you like it is. You know, like I said, things do hurt. But he wants us to Keep pressing toward that mark. Keep Christ as your goal, as that young man has. Huh? All right, all right, all right. It might do that. We'll keep trying. So if you, I don't know if anybody's going to get any tapes of any of this anyway. But if it does, just know Pastor wasn't doing anything wrong. When we hang on to these hurts, guess what it does? <coughs> but... Like I said, if you don't deal with those past hurts, if you don't deal with the things that people have said to you in liberty, it's just going to make you bitter. And you ain't going to want to do anything. You're not going to want, you know, pastor knows. Sure, it hurts. It hurts his family. But, you know, you ever think about how God must feel? I mean, God hurts when we act. We're supposed to be Christians. We're supposed to be Christ-likeians, as I always say. So what am I saying here? And I'm going to go ahead on and step it up a little bit more. Is this, is that more people are paralyzed by past failures. And, and we often try to keep from failing. No, that's not going to happen. We go to a stream of doing nothing. Remember, failure is not defeat. Did you hear me? Failure is not defeat. That just means, hey, that didn't work. But you don't have to be. Is it, is it working again or is it not? I know you can hear me through that, but I really want to hear it. You can hear nothing through that. I think the battery might have died or whatever. But anyway, failure is not defeat. You know, that didn't work. But I'm pressing on. No matter what, 1 Corinthians 10, 3 says this. Whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. Amen. Lord, I failed, but I'm going to keep going. The Bible says in Proverbs 24, 16, what a just man falleth seven times. I heard what pastor said. I've made a fool of myself sometimes. 
because seven is the number of completeness. I can do that. But you know what? He rises up again. Don't lay there and wallow and oh, just do this, just do this, just get up. Shake it off and keep moving for the Lord. All right, folks. Again, we're going to make all kinds of mistakes. And like I said, there's consequences for our actions. But with the Lord's help, keep our lives pressing and keep our eyes pressing toward the mark. We forget those failures. We also must forget worry. Anybody here worried about something? You know, it kind of, like he said this morning, you know, worry is like sitting in a rocking chair. You don't go very far. You don't get anything done. Get something to do, but you don't go very far. You know, so we need to forget about it. You know, someone said this. Worry doesn't take away our problems for today. All worry does is take away our peace for tomorrow. Did you hear me? Worry is not going to take away your problems for today. It will take away your peace for tomorrow. Have you ever noticed that many of the things that you worry about don't even come to pass anyway? And they're out of your control. Worry is, again, showing a lack of trust in the Lord. And we all could certainly use improvement there. Someone said this. Worry is like a thin stream of fear. But when encouraged and continue, it will cut a wide channel into our mind. And all our other thoughts. It starts out a little thing. And then all of a sudden it grows. Christ. Okay. Related to worry. Okay. I'm sorry. I, didn't, I said that wrong. But the last one of the. I got two more points I want to say. We must forget our fears. Now I'm going to tell you a story. I used to be scared of the dark. Still don't particularly like it. Because I don't have night vision. I can't hardly see in the day. There's a lot of references throughout the Bible telling us to fear not. You know, every time it says that, we guess what we fear. Because it says, I'm with thee. Fear causes us to lock down and do nothing. Fear would cause us, there were people, like I said, that did not want us to do the printing ministry. They thought we were going to go under. Well, if this is under, I like it. (laughs) Because we're still here, amen. And some of the people, I'm being honest with you, that have said some mean things to that young man. They have gone under. You know, what is stopping you? Yeah, you run well. You know, what's stopping you? Don't look back. On tracks and sit there doing nothing. You know, if you sit on the tracks long enough, guess what's going to happen? The train's going to come. Come on. And then finally, you know. You know, I used to teach Sunday school. I used to do all this to help out. Please. Return back. Toward what you were doing. Let those hurts go. And finally tonight, or today, forget past resentments and disobedience. These require true forgiveness. And, you know, last I checked, it's difficult. Someone does something and we hold a grudge or we can get, we can get, we can resent that. Must realize when we do not forgive, guess what? God will not forgive you. Lord, I'm getting a little weak up here, so I'm gonna, I'll be done. And we become just like that servant. Do you know what salvation is? Salvation is a debt that was forgiven that we could never pay. 
Never. But yet somebody does something to you. Brother, I am going to, as long as I live, I'm going to hold that over your head. You might not come out and say that, but that's what it is. Lord, help us get over, our, over that stuff. Jesus has forgiven each of us so much. Such an unpayable debt. There's no room in our hearts for resentment. All here today, guess what? You can't afford, you don't know this year last time. Every one of us here today is terminal. You're one day closer to going into eternity than you were last week or yesterday. And remember, all sicknesses, all diseases, Again, our result of sin, because sometimes people get upset. Well, I resent the fact that my mother died because of such. Listen, the soul that sinned, which came down from Adam, is going to die. That's the way it is. Listen, as we close today, I hope something I said that over these anniversary days has been a help to you. Again, reiterating Philippians 3.14, I press toward the mark. For the prize of the high calling. One of the ways to continue pressing is always being truly thankful. We can be truly thankful for what God has done here. Amen. To have had this preacher who gave all so I might have a desire to learn the word of God. Don't look back. Because it slows you down. Someone said you're not going that direction anyway. Don't dwell on the past. The Lord is not there. I said this earlier. He's not the God of I was. He's the God of I am. Where's Pastor Brooks? Did he step out? Oh, there he is right there. Pastor, I'm done. Forgetting the past is what it's going to take. For us to go forward continually here at Liberty. Thank you, Pastor. I hope I didn't say that.